Hello and welcome to Light Body Radio. I am your host, Dr. Lara May. I am a clinical pharmacist, Reiki master, and intuitive integrative health coach. As a health coach, I provide a safe, supportive process for aligning your dreams with your intentions. I will guide you to take small right action toward reaching your goals every week. Let's turn your vision into your reality today. everybody. This is Lara May here, Dr. Lara May from Light Body Healing and Consulting on Light Body Radio. And today's episode, I really want to dive into self-esteem. Over the past couple weeks, I've posted two blogs about confidence and building your self-confidence and stopping limiting beliefs dictating the course of your life. And I've also done a um, podcast about limiting beliefs and your self-confidence. So if you haven't read or listened to those, definitely go back and check them out um, on drlaramay.com forward slash blog or drlaramay.com forward slash light body radio. I can be found on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Anchor.fm if um, you are just stumbling upon this not in one of those formats. So definitely check me out there. It's super convenient to just download and listen. But um, so why from the perspective of confidence and now self-esteem? And uh, I really want to differentiate between the difference between outer self-esteem, which is do I look good in that dress or can I wear that bathing suit or does my butt look too big in these jeans or versus inner self-esteem, which is the power to not seek the approval of others and to um, not depending on others to validate your own experience in life. And so if you kind of think about it that way, when we talk about inner self-esteem, we're really talking about how we approach the world and mm, how do I say this? Um, Really, what do we, how confident are we without asking for um, the, well, like I just said, the approval of others and the validation of others. So I think the best way to sort of um, explain this and, and talk talk through it and get you because my goal for today is to really just get you to think about, you know, um, self-esteem from the perspective of your inner self. And um, so let's do it this way. Are you willing to see your life differently? Are you willing to approach your life different from tribal and social norms that you live in your day-to-day life or the tribal and social norms that you were brought up in? So self-esteem has a certain kind of inner strength that it requires and an inner courage. And sometimes it's the power to stay silent or um, other times it's the power to be true to yourself, the courage to be true to your own inner compass, the power and the courage to not just go along to get along. 
but to sustain and endure. And so um, the other thing that I want to say is if you are interested more in anything I'm talking about, um, today I'm really pulling from the work of Carolyn Mace. And if you're not familiar with her, she was um, she started out her career as a medical intuitive working with Dr. Norm Sheely, and now she is really, um, her um, work has really evolved into more of the spiritual path and um, helping the people that she works with really evolve that inner work. And so I really resonate with her. And one of the first books that I came across that really sort of rocketed me off into my spiritual path was her book, The Anatomy of the Spirit, where she goes over the seven stages of power and healing. And she, what she does in that book is she takes you through your chakras and she parallels that with the tree of life and then the sacred, uh, the seven sacraments uh, from the Catholic tradition. But she weaves um, all of the, the um, a Jewish or Christian and Eastern traditions together. And she really shows you the parallels and how even though maybe we were raised um, Catholic or we were raised Jewish or we were raised Hindu, really all of these paths are universal and we're all on the same path. So um, that really resonated with me because even though I was raised Christian, I don't practice that anymore, but I'm still a very spiritual person. And so I love um, how she weaves it all together. And then her other book that has really been instrumental in my own self-development and my own diving into my own journey of my inner self um, is her books and her work on sacred contracts. Um, So that's the information that I'm using for um, today. So um, and that'll be on the um, resources page on my website for this episode. Um, And I'll put links to both like her website and the Amazon links if you want to check out her books. um, So you can find out more about her and her work because I think it's truly instrumental and a really great um, guide as to where we're going both as individuals and as a culture. So anyway, um, what is self-esteem? I spoke about it a little bit, and I already told you what outer self-esteem is, and that's not what I'm talking about today. But inner self-esteem is really, and, and she says it really starts with, are you willing to face your own shadow? Are you willing to have the courage to look at what you don't want to see about yourself? And then really evaluate from there, why do you make those choices? Where are those choices coming from? Are you willing to choose the light over the dark? Are you willing to stand in your own power? Do you have the self-esteem that it takes to make those choices? So for example, let's say like in your place of work, your boss comes to you and asks you to do something that you perceive to be unethical. Do you have the self-esteem to say, no, I'm not going to do that? And be willing to face those consequences. And one of the, like I said, um, In her Sacred Contracts book, she really goes into archetypes, and um, she defines an archetype as just a universal pattern that we all recognize, but there's four major archetypes that we all have, and then there's, based on our, you know, um, Sacred Contract or our spiritual path, then we all have others that come into play, but the four core ones that we all share are the victim, the saboteur, the prostitute, and the child. So the two of those archetypes that really come into play when we're talking about self-esteem are the victim 
and the saboteur. So where do you purposely sabotage yourself in your life? Because that is definitely an inner self-esteem issue. And also, where do you allow yourself to be victimized? Or where do you allow that victim to perpetuate in your life? Because that is also an inner self-esteem issue. So, um, so uh, more recently in her work, as she's been talking about self-esteem, Carolyn breaks it down into three stages. The physical world, the inner self-esteem world and that development, and then the mystical self-esteem. And today I'm just going to focus on uh, the stages one and two, so physical world and and the inner self and how we get from one to the other, because I feel like that's probably where most of us are coming from and can relate to. Mystical self-esteem, just in case you're curious for a quick rundown, is um, in rising up on behalf of others. So having that sense of such a strong sense of self that you are now ready to um, be an advocate for others, work on behalf of the greater good. So that's um, where the ultimate destination Um, If you were to think about it from the Buddhist perspective of, you know, working towards enlightenment. So from the self-esteem perspective, that mystical self-esteem would be sort of the the end all and be all and the ultimate goal. But really, I want to start like where most of us probably are. So stage one in the physical world, how do we exist in it? Are we still seeking that tribal approval? Do we still have that need to feel good in our bodies? And are we willing to face the rejection? So um, in the physical world, and and as hard as it is, so I also should say that this path of of investigating our inner self-esteem is definitely not easy. And it doesn't have to be torturous, but it's definitely going to require... Uh, so a lot of introspection and um, and decision making on your part about how you want to exist in the world and how you want to live your life and and how you want to interact. So one of the things that she talks about is that um, especially one of the first things really is rejection and how we deal with that and are we willing to go through it. And so I think a great example of that is with our family. And if you are always looking for that approval from your family or um, that reinforcement that what you're doing is right and you constantly get rejected or you constantly feel left out, that is the, the spiritual requirement for you to sort of be propelled into the next stage, which is um, um, steering you to your inner self and evaluating your inner self and developing a relationship with your inner self in such a way that you are strong enough to say, I don't need your approval. I love you, but I don't need you to say this is okay or this is right or wrong because I know what's right or wrong in my heart for me. So um, think about that. Has there ever been a time in your life where you were rejected by your tribe? And when I say tribe, I'm sort of, um, that's the word I use for like your social upbringing, your social culture, your community. So that could be your family. It could be the church you were raised in. It could be your school. Um, it could be your group of friends. All of that is considered um, very first chakra tribal. And so when was there a time in your path 
in your past when you were rejected? Was it by a family member when you decided to make a certain choice that they didn't agree with, but you knew in your heart it was right for you? And how did you deal with that rejection? Is it something that you were able to deal with and move through? Or did you cave under the pressure of that social, that social pressure? And did you find yourself maybe in a loop of, of behaviors or in a loop of circumstances? So what's one of the things to think about too? Like if you find yourself in a loop of certain situations or circumstances, sort of you've you know, like, why is this happening to me again? What is going on? Why does this always seem to unfold this way and end this way? Well, what are the choices that you're making within that situation? Are you constantly making the same choices and ending up with the same outcome? So think about it from the perspective of your inner life journey and your soul's journey. And I'm personally of the opinion that our souls chose to incarnate in the, on this planet and in this life to learn certain things and to experience certain things, but also from a perspective of progress and moving forward and sometimes learning and both unlearning. And so if you find yourself in a cycle and maybe you've come up to this point of rejection over and over and over and you are just confused and don't know why, maybe look at it from the perspective of what is the universe, what is the divine trying to push me towards, even though it's uncomfortable? What is the universe forcing me to live through to learn A, B, or C, or to unlearn F, G, and H, or, you know, um, so think about that. And remember, we all go through these cycles in our lives of learning to honor our inner voice. So you are not alone. And that's the other thing that I want to bring forward today in this evaluation of where we are with our inner self-esteem. So so conversely, what would be examples of low inner self-esteem? It would be um, the perception of suffering of betraying yourself, of not following your gut. And I'm going to talk about this later when I take us through how this manifests through our seven chakras is our intuition really lives in our gut. You know, that phrase, your gut instinct, or listen to your gut, or you really feel it in your gut. That's really where our um, guidance and our intuition sort of comes through our physical into a tangible feeling. So are you constantly blaming others rather than recognizing your own choices and how you came to where you are because of your own choices? Are you constantly regretting or being regretful Or wanting to win at all costs and willing to sacrifice everything to win. So those are some examples of some low self-esteem. Do you constantly choose not to listen to your own intuition? And if you're not sure, every time, let's say you are in a restaurant or you're making yourself dinner or maybe you pull up to a fast food and you hear that little voice saying, you shouldn't eat this. This isn't good for you. That's your intuition. <laughs> or how about when you um, 
say, wow, man, you hear that voice of like, you should really go to the gym today, or you should just, just get outside and go for a walk and you choose not to do it. That's you denying your intuition. So all day long, you are receiving intuitive hits. We are all intuitive. Being intuitive is not like this special gift from this big ambiguous God or, or anything like that. We're all intuitive and all it takes for us to develop it is to start listening. And so, and past that, once you start listening, to act on that guidance that you receive. And that's a big part of this self-esteem. How confident and comfortable are you in responding to the guidance that you receive? So number one, can you hear it? Are you listening? And number two, how are you choosing to respond? And again, that word choice coming back into play. Um, what else? So your self-respect, do you have a strong enough sense of self to make the choices that you know are good for you? Do you have self-respect at all? Some of us don't. Some of us have had really rough traumatic things happen to us. And maybe we've been led to believe that, you know, there's no point in respecting ourselves. So really think about, you know, um, having the courage to look about what I said this before about what you don't want to see and are you willing to change that because even we can look at all the beautiful light and love things all day long but in the same you know coin if we're not willing to look at the shadow and acknowledge the shadow and acknowledge where we need to work and maybe put a little extra effort and deliberate intent in, then nothing is really going to change. So um, maybe you're one of these people that like love self-help books and loves just all this self-help information, but yet you never implement it into your life. Then, you know, some people want to, you know, attach themselves to that victim and say, oh, woe is me, you know, nothing good ever happens. I read all these things and they never work. And so I would beg the question, are you implementing what you're reading or what you're absorbing or what you're exposing yourself to? And how does that come back to your own self-respect? So some of these things are really hard, and um, but that's why I want to bring them up and bring them forward because I think they're critical and part of our spiritual path, our spiritual growth, and improving our own lives. And then um, I'll talk about a little bit later, but how this really affects our healing and are we being cured or are we really looking for a healing? All right, so stage two of, is the path of inner self-esteem. And how do we develop this? So how do you operate within your inner power, your inner world? This is um, your spiritual experience, but a lot of it also translate back to the physical. So these two stages are definitely connected, but there's a transition between one and the other. So just to sum up stage one before uh, we move on to stage two. So it's the willingness to see things differently than your tribe and to be courageous enough to break away from so social norms. And maybe um, also recognizing 
are you defining your self-esteem through the lens of shame, which is really tribal? And shame is such a strong negative thing that's ingrained in the Western culture, in um, many religious traditions. And um, are you defining your own potential through this lens of shame? Wow, that's a huge question. And I think maybe is worth meditating on, journaling on, and really taking a big step back and saying, do I feel ashamed? Have I been told that I should feel shameful or be ashamed for something that I've done or, or acts that I've um, committed that, and maybe that doesn't resonate with you? And are you taking on that shame as a badge of honor? Are you presenting that um, to the world as a wound that you carry with you maybe? Uh, So I would encourage you before we move on to stage two to, if you have a moment, to make a list. And on one side, where do you have power? Where do you think you have power? And on the other side, where you don't have power. So like, for example... You don't have power about how people receive what you say. So you have power about what comes out of your mouth, but you don't have power about how people receive it. So even if you say something with the intention of being kind, if the person doesn't take it that way, you you don't have control over how they take it. So really look at where you don't have power on the outcomes of a lot of things and being willing to um, be okay with that and release it. And so where do you have power? You have power over your own internal energy. You have power about how you present yourself to the world. So essentially, you definitely have power with internal things, but you don't have power with external things. So I would encourage you, especially if you're a visual learner, to make that list. And, you know, it gives you sort of a point of reference about to like your perceptions and maybe where you can um, start this work. All right, so stage two, uh, the inner self-esteem and how we develop it. So for this section, I want to take it to, I already talked a little bit about the archetypes, but I also want to take it into our seven chakras and sort of work up from one, which is in the root up to the seventh to sort of illustrate how our self-esteem manifests in each one and how we can use the power within that each energy center, which is what a chakra is. It's an energy center within our physical bodies um, and how we can use that to... mm, to both manage to manage our own energy and to manage our own power and and bring that into the physical world. So first, um, I spoke a little bit about um, Carolyn Mace's sacred contracts and um, her work with archetypes. And so just a a quick review, an archetype is just a universal pattern that we all recognize. And remember the four main ones, victim, child, saboteur and prostitute. So the saboteur makes you look at why you are afraid of your own highest potential. Wow, that's a big concept and a big question, isn't it? So are you afraid of being empowered? Do you fear your own empowerment? And are you deliberately sabotaging yourself? And is it conscious or unconscious? Maybe up until this point, you never even thought about it. And you're like, wow, I have really shot myself in the foot a lot over the years. That's your saboteur coming through. And with each archetype, there's a 
shadow side and a light side. So in this example with the saboteur, the light side would be recognizing where you're sabotaging yourself and then making different choices and of first evaluating where you are afraid of being empowered. What would your life look like if you let it from the a perspective of empowerment and self-confidence? And I'm not talking about like egotistical, narcissistic self-confidence. I'm talking about that, you know, um, faith and belief in your own personal compass and your own, you know, um, code of ethics and standing in your own power and making different choices. Uh, so I think that's a big one. I know, you know, the saboteur has been a big part of my life and my um, journey and my spiritual path. And, you know, it still comes up. That's the other thing is like, these are cycles. And you can lessen the cycle, but there's still going to be times where you are presented with a choice. And how you choose to act, will you be willing to sabotage yourself? Or will you make sometimes the harder choice and say no? I'm going to make the decision towards my highest potential. I am going to make an empowered choice. I am going to be deliberate about A, B, or C. Um, So that's, I think, something definitely important to think about when we're thinking about this inner self-esteem. And then the other uh, archetype that plays a lot into this development of inner self-esteem is the victim archetype. Excuse me. And so the victim really is is that contract to develop this self-esteem over our lives. And we do this with acts of honesty, integrity, courage, endurance, and self-respect. And again, this is linked to empowerment. So you can see how these two archetypes are linked together. But, you know, the victim can be really powerful and it can be... mm, I mean, whole groups of people can attach themselves to the victim and present themselves to the world through the victim. Excuse me. But what is the light side of the victim? The, The light side of the victim archetype is that strong sense of self that, um, when you know that you choose not to be a victim, that you choose to not let yourself be controlled by other people, by an individual, by a culture, by social norms. I'm going to read directly from the Sacred Contracts book here on the victim part. So Carolyn calls it the guardian of self-esteem. So really, this is sort of the meat of what um, I'm talking about today. And the core issue of the victim is whether it's worth giving up your own sense of empowerment to avoid taking responsibility for your independence. Wow, that's big, right? Your own sense of empowerment, giving that up and avoiding taking responsibility for your independence. So this, um, you know, I haven't talked about this in, in exactly this way, but the victim archetype is really about where are you willing to give away your power? When you allow yourself to be a victim or you identify as a victim, you are giving your power away to whatever you're you know, being victimized by or whomever you're being vic- victimized by. So think about that. Where are you leaking your power 
And why are you so readily willing to just give it away? All right, so um, that's a little quick bit about those two archetypes that play a lot. So I want to I want you to think about the patterns that those two archetypes, the saboteur and the victim, have come up in your life, have played out in your life, and are you stuck in these cycles of being a victim or sabotaging yourself? And are you ready now to make the choices, the empowered, the strong self-esteem choices that you need to make in order to to break through that cycle in order to create a new positive cycle for yourself. So um, now I want to take you through the seven chakras and really look at how self-esteem is played out through the seven chakras. And I've already talked about the first chakra a little bit. That's our sacral chakra. I'm sorry, that's not true. (laughs) Our first chakra is the root chakra. And this one is the one that's really... Um, affiliated with our tribal interaction, with our social and our community interaction. And so, like I said, that is really the first stage of this whole self-esteem journey and evaluation. And then there's the second chakra, which is the sacral chakra. And this one is really um, where you get your survival instincts, that fight or flight. Do you feel safe? All of these things, um, this is how the power is managed um, in this section of the body. So it's um, around the sacrum and the lower abdomen. Do you feel physical danger? Uh, This is also where addictions manifest when you have an energetic um, misalignment in this section. Um, Maybe um, addictions will come through in your life and it doesn't have to be a substance, although it definitely can be, but it can also be food. It could be shopping. Um, It can, um, addictions can manifest in many ways. But again, that is the act of giving away your power to the substance or to the thing, whatever that addiction is, you're readily giving away your power to that. You're allowing it to have that control over you. And that's a choice you're making. So if you think about um, the choices that you make from the point of feeling safe, if you don't feel safe, what kind of choices do you make in your life and how does that um, reflect on your self-esteem? And, you know, also a lot of times if we don't feel safe, then we will make choices of self-protection and they might not be the best choices, but that's what we feel will keep us safe. And that really speaks to not having a strong, powerful um, self-esteem in that area. And also, too, though, the sacral chakra, the second chakra is your seat of creativity. So do you allow yourself to be creative? Do you allow yourself to to daydream and think through things of, you know, grandeur and magic? Uh, do you allow, are you able to be creative in your career? And if not, do you have a creative outlet somewhere else? So a lot of times if we have stifled our creativity, then it can create an energetic block in this area. All right, so the next one is the third chakra, and I've already talked about this one a little bit, but I really want to dive deep because this is where the transitions happen, and this is really where we learn to honor ourselves. This is our third chakra, which is our solar plexus. It's our abdomen, is our power of self-respect, really where it lives, and a strong third chakra 
and also equivalent to strong self-esteem is courage, the courage to make the choices that will um, carry you forward, the courage, um, generosity, uh, trusting your instincts and your intuition and having self-discipline. So the shadow piece of this um, in this chakra, maybe illustrating some out of balance issues, is when you um, readily give your power away or when you need, you still have that need for approval and um, how that affects your interaction with others. So this is uh, really like when we meet someone for the first time and we get that gut instinct about them, that is happening in your third chakra. And um, this also, the third chakra works um, in close contact with our fifth chakra, which is a self-expression. So in the third chakra, we um, have this self-respect or the courage or the self-discipline. But then in the fifth chakra is where that's expressed. So also in the third chakra is your personal code of honor. And I've talked about this before too today, um, your own um, code of ethics, your own standards of behavior, and you know how you choose and when you choose to honor them or not. And so um, again, you can see how the saboteur and the victim weave into this. I love how this all marries together. Um, so that's the third chakra. Let's see what else. Oh, so do you, um, how do you stand in your power? Do you feel like you stand in your power or are you unable to stand in your power? If you feel unable to stand in your power, then you have, um, you're an energetic imbalance within this third chakra. Can you withstand criticism? People that have a strong sense of inner self and a strong sense of inner self-esteem can withstand the criticism without taking it on and without it letting, like shattering them. So um, think about that. How do you um, take criticism? Do you have trouble with boundaries? I, in the, um, my toxic people episode, I talked about boundaries. And so maybe this is something to think about too. If you constantly let yourself be railroaded or you're constantly giving too much of yourself to a fault, then boundaries is obviously an issue. And this is a place where you're again, giving your power away and you're not making the strongest, best self-esteem empowered choices for yourself. Do you lack the trust of your own tuition? Again, so do you do you hear those intuitive hits and you ignore them? Or maybe you're not to the point where you recognize that that is the guidance coming through to help you live the, you know, most highest potential path for yourself. So um, I really getting used to listening and responding to that intuition and trusting it. And I, this, um, another good one is, do you allow yourself to be controlled by others? So again, this is a uh, victim archetype, but it's also, um, again, you know, how you use your power. So all of these are elements of the third chakra and how we use that power of the third chakra. And the fourth chakra is our heart center. And this is the center of love, love on a, from, from where we're talking about today, love as divine power, but also compassion and forgiveness, both um, in the light 
um, aspect of being willing and able to forgive readily. And from the shadow perspective, maybe being totally unwilling to forgive and holding a grudge. So think about that too. You know, how are you allowing your self-esteem to manifest in your heart? Are you blocking it totally by saying, I'll never forgive what this person did to me or how this situation played out? Maybe you don't forgive yourself. That can be huge and it create a huge block in your heart when you refuse to forgive yourself for something. And so I would really encourage you to evaluate the energy within your heart space and think about how that also weaves into your inner self-esteem, your inner courage. The fourth chakra really rules the process of transformation from earthly to divine. So if I were to say at any point, like what is sort of the incremental um, transition point between stage one and stage two of this development of our inner self-esteem, I would say probably it's going to happen in the fourth chakra. And the third chakra is where you're actually recognizing all of these things. And in the fourth chakra is where you make the choice to uh, change and to do the introspection because this work takes compassion for yourself. It takes compassion for others. And like I said before, it takes forgiveness for yourself and forgiveness of others. So um, the center also rules your emotional responses to um, both your physical um, life and your inner life. How do you see and feel your emotional responses occurring and manifesting? It's something to think about too. Um, all right, so I talked a little bit about the fifth chakra already, but the fifth chakra is our center of expression. It's our throat. And so um, what are the choices you make in expressing the things that are coming through your heart and expressing the um, manifestations that you, or the maybe the realizations, I should say, that you're having from your third chakra? Um, the fifth chakra is where we make the choice to surrender our personal will and allow the divine will to come through. The fifth chakra is also incremental in developing the strength to um, make these powerful choices of solid self-esteem and um, versus just, um, so one might say the shadow side of the fifth chakra would be continually to make disempowering choices for ourselves and to, you know, express ourselves in disempowering ways. So do you ever find yourself blowing off compliments? Or if someone um, wants to say, hey, you did a really great job, or hey, you really look good in that. And you're like, oh, well, you know, you might say thank you, but you, it's not um, a sincere receiving of the compliment. So that would be um, an example of of your self-esteem playing out in your fifth chakra. And so I would encourage you to stop apologizing for being fabulous. <laughs> or if you do a good job and you know it, you don't have to be arrogant and all bloated about it. But, you know, if someone compliments you, sincerely say thank you and receive that because that is loving energy coming from another person. So being open and ready and willing to receive compliments and receive um, love and praise from other people. Um, that it really comes through in this fifth chakra. Okay, so on up to the sixth, the sixth chakra is um, in and around your third eye. 
And so um, if you don't know where your third eye is, you have your two physical eyes on your face and your third eye is right um, in the middle of your forehead, but just a little bit up from between your eyebrows. And it's associated with the pineal gland. And I'm not going to go into what that means, but <laughs> so the sixth chakra empowers our attitudes of and beliefs and memories. And it also um, rules how we characterize our rational mind. Now, what does that mean? So do you find yourself um, being fair and open-minded or do you often find yourself judging others and being really judgmental? So obviously being fair and open-minded is the light side of the sixth chakra and being judgmental and closed-minded is the shadow side. Um, so also um, the energy in the sixth chakra um, determines how your new ideas will manifest. So um, typically, if we think about um, think about this in an energetic perspective and how things manifest, so we get um, we have if you believe in this and you have angels and your higher self and divine guidance and that um, inspiration and communication comes through your crown which I'm going to talk about next but that's at the top of your head and it comes through your sixth chakra and so that's um, your new idea and then it comes through your fifth and you start talking about it a little bit or expressing it in some way and then it comes through your heart and you really start to feel it resonating and then it comes through your um, your solar plexus and that's when you start to feel um, that that gut instinct um, of either affirming or not. Um, so again, responding to that gut instinct and then allowing it to come through your creative center and your sacral chakra and then from and then down into your root when it finally manifests into something physical on this earth because our root is the chakra that connects us to the earth. So if you think about, um, again, you know, um, the path of manifestation from the divine to actual earthly materialization, that's um, sort of how that happens. That's the path that it typically takes. Um, so this, um, the sixth chakra is also our um, center from that perspective of creating our own reality. So once the guidance comes through, we start thinking about in this area, like how, how can I make this a reality? And um, so it's also a center of inspiration, seeking truth and wisdom. And then finally, the seventh chakra, which is your crown, is really associated with living in the now, having faith in the divine and faith in your inner guidance. So the shadow side of this is to need to know why things happen as they do. And once you get to the point where you stop asking why and you just accept it for what it is and sort of say, well, what can I learn from this? Then you've really reached a point of detachment and a releasing that um, power bleeding aspect because when we are all wrapped up in the why why me why did it happen this way why did it happen to this person why did it happen now or why did it happen whenever it did those are not productive questions in order to move you forward but what is a productive question is what can I learn from this or 
What choices can I make next time that will prevent this from happening again? And even if it's something like totally devastating and irrational, when you focus on the why, that is a very um, one-dimensional, very earthly way to approach the situation. So when you're approaching the hard things like that from the seventh chakra perspective, from your crown, then you are really living in the now. And you don't need to know why. You can accept it that it is what it is. And you can um, learn what you need to learn from it and move forward. So also asking the question, how do instead of needing to knowing why, but how does this serve my highest potential? So this is, again, like I said, where your guidance meets your physical body at the top of your head. And this is also the center of our downloads, um, if you like to think about it that way, like our downloads from our spiritual guidance system. All right, so I hope this has helped you to start evaluating your own development of your inner self-esteem and maybe even just brought a little light to the difference between the outer self-esteem, which was the, you know, how do I look in this or um, what will people think of me if I do that versus the inner self-esteem and moving amongst those and um, really gaining that self-confidence, the empowerment, the courage. And this is really a deep dive into it. And it's definitely something that I work with with every single one of my clients. So don't think that like you're alone in this. This is something that we all go through. And that's why it's called, you know, a universal cycle. And that's why it's called universal because it is something that we all go to. So I want you to think about where are you now in this journey? And wherever that is, it's okay because you have to start somewhere. So um, being able to do this self-evaluation without self-deprecating, without self-judgment, without beating up on yourself. And um, where are you with your self-esteem choices? How are they manifesting for you right now? How are they manifesting for you in your relationship? What self-esteem choices are affecting your relationships, your family, are you giving your power away? Um, maybe you're um, an over-giving mother and you never make time for yourself. Well, that's not a very good, even though you're doing it from love, it's still not a very healthy self-esteem choice. So there needs to be um, balance and boundaries there. What about your job? Do you allow your boss or your coworkers to have power over you? Do you allow them to dictate your time? Do you allow them to call you and text you when you're not there? Do you take homework and not get paid for it? Um, think about that. So all the different ways that your self-esteem manifests in your job and your health. Do you hear that little voice when you're about to take a bite of those French fries and says, you know, I already have high cholesterol and high blood pressure. These are really not good for me, but I'm going to do it anyway. You are directly ignoring your own intuition and your own self-esteem. So if you're fine with that, just, but it's just, you know, be aware. And so think about all the little places when it comes to your health that you ignore your intuition and you ignore your guidance. Is it with exercise? Is it with food? Is it with self-care? And then how are you going to 
Mm, or are you willing to start making different choices and um, really start making changes that, you know, you say you want to lose weight or you say you want to make more time for exercise or yoga or meditation, but then you don't ever follow through on the decisions that will require for that to happen. So how much do you love yourself? This is the really, really good Um, definition of self-esteem is do you love yourself enough to make the choices the choices that you know that are the right choices to see change in your life with your health and um, and then the community maybe you're really involved in your community and that's awesome but are you involved to such a point that again like you are letting other things um, suffer in your life so I hope that there's a lot that you take away from this episode today. Again, um, I encourage you to look into Carolyn Mace, and that is M-Y-S-S is her last name. And I'll put some links up on the webpage for you to find her and her work. And um, I would love to hear like what issues came up or if you totally disagree with this concept and this idea, I would love to hear that too. And I hope you have a fabulous day. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye.